Oh man, I don't have a vessel. <laughs> get yourself a vessel. You need a vessel. All right, let's get it rolling. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm Sessions podcast. As Sergi goes to grab a vessel. Uh, No, you cannot drink out of a cupping bowl. We're going to save that only for Edwin. That's it. And if you haven't listened to Edwin's podcast, uh, owner of Onyx Coffee Importers, not Coffee Lab, um, you should because it's a very, very good episode. Um, that being said, a little bit of a chaotic start, but let's just pour some some batchy. Dude, I love those Hasami mugs. Man, you guys. I sold one today. Hasami mugs in. are so incredible. Someone like, came in and said there was like the best thing he's ever like drank coffee out of. I believe it. It's so it's so it's transformative. Wild. Like it's like a completely different drinking experience. Let alone, dude, they're so photogenic. Like imagine this on like a cute kitchen counter. Man, the handle one. I've been drinking out of the handleless one for so long. Now that I'm seeing that, I'm like maybe I should just go back to drinking. Two different that. tones too. Dude, so beautiful. I'm gonna hit up. Uh, and they're I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one of those um, on Tuesday when I hit up uh, the shop. Why did it cool down? Yeah, it cooled down a lot actually. I don't think did was the water hot because it brewed so quick. It did brew quick, but I think. Oh, well, the other thing is if you don't preheat your Hasami mug, mm. it sucks out. The, the heat out of the coffee so much. We don't at the shop. Well, these do. Dude, Americanos in these? Blazing. What? In the Hasami mugs? Americanos, like you can't touch the Hasami mug. Yeah, because the Hasami mug, it soaks in the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Mm. Not a bad brew. Dude, it's, it's just tastes awful. It just doesn't taste super great. I mean, no, it's, it doesn't taste awful. I'm not going to say that. This is this is not my definition of awful. It does taste bad, but not awful. I don't really know what I'm tasting. <coughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Unless this is just very vegetal. Not, or not, not vegetal, but mm -hmm. like almost green. Green. No. It just tastes green to me. Tastes, it, it definitely tastes too watered down. You did a one to sixteen. Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Maybe the grind size wasn't. It wasn't fine enough. Fine for enough. Sure. Yeah. Maybe it that's why it brewed really so quick. Thin. Yeah. <clears throat> it's pretty bunch. We just got two co two different coffees, random coffees that we had, blending them together, which now evidently is was not a good idea. But I also don't have any any coffee here. I just have like a bunch of Five coffees. Bags, six bags, eight bags. Not nine, nine. <laughs> they're bags. not full. They're all they're all pretty much empty. And there are coffees that I'm not really. It looks like the shelf of a cafe. You only have one roasting company that I shall not reveal. <laughs> three different bags. No, what do you mean? There's like five roasting companies down no, there. No, there's okay. One, two, three, four different. Bat, no, four different bags of one roasting company. Okay. Of a total of two, four, six of the, that same roasting company. It's like a retail three shelf. Three roasters. Three roasters. What do you mean? Four of one and six of another. Looks like a fan favorite. 
It, oh, folks, uh, I don't think I'm the only one. I feel like probably 60% of people watching this probably have more than two roasters on your coffee bar. Man. Friends, if you have more than two coffee roasters on your coffee bar or in your shelf or just ready to be brewed, guys, drop a comment down below on YouTube and tell me how many coffee roasters are you drinking all at once here. Yeah. Or, or better yet, create a... No, it's not a duet. What's it called when you take a photo? Like you add another photo within a photo on Instagram stories. On Instagram stories? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You'd screenshot the podcast, folks. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, add another photo of the roasting company that you have multiple bags of. That's really complicated. It is, but, you know, for the diehard fans, they'll do it. Dude. Just send it. We want to know how many roasters you're drinking. And you better, one of those bags better be Mir. That's it. One of them. I mean, if you tag another roasting company, I won't be mad. It'll be hype for the other roasting it's true. company. It's true. We we have a no competition clause at Mir. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about competition because it's all about the infinite game. Oh, Simon Sinek. I gotta start do stop you, drinking do you, this. Do you, I know it's kind yeah. of addicting though. Um, do you think Simon Sinek drinks coffee? Probably. I mean, who doesn't drink coffee? I mean, he did mention no, 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 no. There are people who drink don't drink. I coffee. mean, yes, there, yes, there are. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> I was, I was, that was just being. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think he drinks? Uh if I was Simon Sinek, I'd probably drink. Not something like classic, but like a nice. I would say Simon Sinek is probably drinking Onyx Coffee Lab. Like bougie enough, fancy, cool, modern, hip, you know? But he's not falling for like the, the, are, were you talking about roasting company or were you talking about origin? Just, just, or just coffee style, style. roast yeah. flavor. Uh, roast style is probably be an Onyx Coffee Lab. Yeah. Be, I think that's Simon Interesting. Sinek. Yeah. He's curious enough to like know, like, okay, is the no? Does that does that mean does that mean like your personality actually has a coffee? No, like I completely changed my answer when you said that. Because doesn't that make sense? Like, if it you're does. like, hey, who do you think like like if like Joe Biden if he drinks coffee? Does he? <laughs> Joe, does dude, he does, does he always Joe has a good coffee? cup of Joe. Do you think? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I know what Joe is drinking, dude. What? He's drinking the NPR blend from Counterculture. Oh, hands yeah. down. You know Joe's blowing that. I don't know, dude. The NPR blend? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, NPR blend. The <laughs> counterculture you know, like, NPR blend. But like, this is, you know, like like you see like somebody, you're yeah. like, oh man, what do you think they or they drink? Like you have an idea. I don't know if that's like, maybe that's too like yeah. this. Maybe that's too being too de- this. Uh, that's like, I mean, there's the Enneagram, there's the divide. coffee, like. Maybe I'm causing category. too much division in people. No. Maybe I'm adding too much assumptions to this. No, I mean, we just can come up with a coffee personality test. It'll be all fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, That's I'm guessing we all know what the other Joe drinks. What Joe? Black Rifle coffee. Oh, dude. Uh, listen, I that's or oh, Death man. Wish coffee. Uh, what is it? I, I, I have no I idea. Can't, I can't believe they got him, dude. They just that's paid. So he sold wild. out. <laughs> they paid him enough monies. I'm telling you to just drink that coffee, and I just like, I don't know. I he better not be putting creamer in his milk in his coffee, dude. He wants strong. 
I the strongest, strongest coffee, the most yeah. caffeinated, oh the boldest the flavors, boldest <laughs> the smokiest. Oh, uh, you know, back to the Simon Sinek thing. I actually think Simon Sinek, when you said personality, I changed. I can totally see Simon Sinek and James Hoffman hang out. Totally. Maybe, maybe uh, for uh, like a, for like a split yeah. interview. Uh, Not, I don't think they'd Simon be like Sinek's long probably buds. a square mile guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe see, that fits maybe. the personality. Yeah, fits the bill. Maybe, yeah. But Square Mile is like pretty close to Onyx. Just the the Onyx of the UK or wherever they're from. I reckon, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Dude, Onyx is next level there. Yeah. I need to order some <sighs> coffee from Onyx. Man, it's, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, uh, speaking of roasters, what do you what do you think like what's your what's your ideal roaster? Like I, what I mean by roaster, mm-hmm. like not, we're not talking machines here, like coffee roasting company, like put your, like completely remove yourself from being like a coffee professional mm. or working in coffee, remove yourself completely from owning a roasting company. Just think about like, man, what kind of coffee would you be drinking if you were to be just, you're just like a, like a home barista. Yeah. What's your, what are you, what are you looking for? Mm. I mean, right. If you're going to boil it down to like, just simplistically just looking in from the outside, be the coffee bag itself, right? So <clears throat> I'll probably align to more or less like the type of style or fashion of clothes I would like. I think there would be two things that would intrigue me. Deadstock. Yeah. Because right? yeah. I like sneakers. Yeah. Deadstock, if I was looking for sneakers and saw, ooh, there's a coffee brand that does sneakers, I would probably lean towards Deadstock. That would definitely be one. And then... um. <clears throat> I think one of my like most worn brands would be like Essentials or Fear of God. So a brand that would kind of aesthetically appeal to that brand or, you know, like uh, just simply aesthetically design wise. Right. Um, And that, I don't know why I automatically think of Nomad. Bad. Oh yeah. You know, so I would probably do that. So, so if I'm catching a drift, like all this is purely aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I you're saying like I don't know anything about coffee. No, no, not that I just not know that, you that don't coffee know flavor. No, no, not that you don't know anything about coffee. You know, okay. like come on, like home oh, baristas okay. know a thing about oh, coffee. Okay, like okay. let's yeah. say like you don't have an EK at home, but no. you have like the new Time More, like oh, so, so I know something about extraction. Like, yeah, you're you're like coffee. you're like brewing yeah. nice tasty I've filters like, at home. Tutorials at this like, point. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're a fan of Daddy Hoff. Okay, like okay. you you're yeah. in the know. But but you don't work in work in coffee. Mm-hmm. Would you would probably still choose the same thing, yeah. Um I I think a easy go to simply be based on reputation would be Onyx Coffee Lab, right? Mm-hmm. I would say that's a crossover between like a gateway drug to like, ooh, this is like very good coffee, Fair. right? And then I would probably move over to something again. Like the design elements and what it represents is super important to me. Mm-hmm. So it would be something like that. Um, another, co- like the, the brand that I kind of see in my head right now would be like DAC. Yeah, like, yeah. Actually, yeah. dude, man. That would be a good one. I want to get some DAC. Yeah, I haven't like, had DAC in a while. The last so, Ethiopia I had from them was pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to have to go pick some up from Vancouver. Hopefully, maybe Revolver has yeah, them or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it seems like it's purely aesthetic driven, which makes sense. There's 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 a lot of, um, and I want to save that podcast actually for 
I was going to say like, you know, when you do the pod, hopefully with Ansley sometime, oh, right, talking yeah. about that crossover of the impact that, um, that design or, or aesthetics or visuals have on, on coffee. And we've talked, we've done multiple episodes talking about that. So I don't really want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, but I would probably agree with you that and maybe this comes also from our background with like photography and kind of the content side and, uh, visuals and stuff like that, that, that plays a big role in how we choose uh, who to even drink coffee. And that's sometimes even regardless if they're the best or not, you know? Um, and so I think, and I'm wondering like, man, as a coffee roasting company, how do you set yourself apart from other coffee roasting companies? Um, and that's like a really difficult task to do actually, because, um, it's oversaturated like and i think that a lot of things are oversaturated like there's very few industries that you can start a business in that's like yeah. dude nobody has ever thought of that or like there's only 10 that exist in the country chances are like those are some like you can start you can become a car manufacturer and you're going to be one of the 15 that exist or whatever you know like but that's that's a whole different story but a coffee roaster like everyone and their mom seems to be roasting coffee like literally it's it's become so mainstream. And so the question is like, how do you stand out as a coffee roaster? But also like, what about a coffee roasting company actually even matters? That's at the, at the end of the day, that's like a big question because I think they go hand in hand. Like if nothing matters about a coffee roasting company, then, well, then I don't think it matters to be drinking coffee. Yeah. And if it matters to be drinking coffee and the fact that now people are having these like EKs on their kitchen counter and I mean the crazy stuff that I see out there from home baristas, you start to realize, oh no, there's like, this matters. This actually takes up a big part of culture of life. Then that brings you back to the question of like, then what matters? Mm -hmm. Then, and I, you know, throughout this conversation, I could be biased um, and so take this all with a grain of salt, but I'm also trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody who doesn't own a roasting company. Um, think about, man, what do I enjoy about drinking coffee or who do I buy coffee from or what draws me to certain people, uh, or certain companies than others? Um, and so at the end of the day, you know, like, I think it's, has to be a lot more than saying, man, we roast tasty coffee like i literally have not gone onto a single coffee roasters website and saw man we roast the second best coffee yeah and that might be actually like now that i think about it, it might be yeah, a great yeah, marketing yeah. uh little trick you know so do some reverse psychology on people but just a billboard it says mediocre coffee. yeah medi just mediocre like don't buy from us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like a link to where you yeah. can buy coffee um yeah. but i mean that, you know, goes to show mm -hmm. like everybody's saying they roast the best coffee or they'll say, you know, craft premium, um, you know, all this stuff. And it's kind of like we, you know, in the specialty crowd scene, we, we kind of want to say that because, yeah, we are roasting really delicious coffees. Yeah. But at the same time, from like somebody who, you know, is a home barista or is getting into coffee and wants to drink, expand their horizons. I mean, that all sounds the same from everywhere. Yeah. And so, yeah. What do you, what do you think? Like, how do you, um, 
what's where what matters here yeah how do you how do you stand out and what do you think stands out to you and of course we talked a little bit about aesthetics but um any thoughts yeah i think there's a couple things we can talk about here one is the power of influence from other people Mm -hmm. and then the other one is basically things that are linked to coffee like I mentioned Deadstock earlier. Yeah. And the fact that Deadstock is a coffee company that actually um, is like passionate about sneakers to say the yeah. least, right? Yeah. They also make sneakers, but like they have this, uh, they're well known for being a sneaker coffee company mm-hmm. and they're super famous for that very niche, right? Um, I think there's there's a degree of attraction there that you want to try this coffee, not simply because you are looking for a specific origin or a specific processing method. You're looking for a specific brand and that brand is bigger than the actual, um, like technical information of the coffee. Right. That's, that's one thing. I think the other thing is I was thinking about, uh, talking to that one person from Florida on Instagram, like we were DMing recently, recently met them. But one of the things that they mentioned, majority of the coffees they drink is, uh, or a lot of the coffees they've enjoyed was been based on um, Alex Wallace's recommendation. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, within that, we also tend to um, be within a very big uh, or a very small niche where a lot of us are talking about the same brands. And that conversation is different than just simply finding a coffee brand based on some kind of attachment to coffee. So there's two groups of two different demographics here that you can gather attention from. Um, One is basically the folks who are always talking about coffee. And one is basically on the things that are added. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think actually, you know, before we even started this podcast, I've been just thinking about this. I think dead stock is actually one of the most, um, iconic brands that are doing something very different mm-hmm. and the fact that they're merging like a distinct like sneaker culture with coffee culture and i think that's absolutely fascinating because that creates so much more depth to what they're doing and it actually invites people um that maybe would not be specifically coffee enthusiasts or whatever into this mm-hmm. and actually introduces them to this coffee world and then it does the comp- the the vice versa of that but then also, um, I think it adds so much personality to the brand and so much right. intrigue and interest. And uh, I think that's what you're saying is right. that it, there's a multidimensional level that's like, oh, man, they're, they're like about the sneaker culture. They have like a subculture to them that is um, that is drawing, drawing yeah. me. And if you're into sneaker culture, you will go there and you will drink their coffee. So that I think that's an extremely powerful outcome concept and aspect that i don't think many coffee brands have built but it's very important yeah but you see actually you know ironically speaking of joe and his coffee poor coffee choices (laughs) um um, like black rifle coffee yeah very similar thing like they have some kind of like a persona like there's there's like a there's like a not a demographic but like an aspect to them that is Mm -hmm. actually outside of just simply coffee yeah they have this you know that i mean everybody knows black rifle um and so which i think is powerful um and so i also think that that's very essential um 
to whether that's from a roasting company, just if you're owning a roasting company, it's something worth thinking about. Mm-hmm. But also on the other hand, um, I think if you're a coffee drinker, you naturally find that. Yeah. I mean, one, we were just talking about Snoop Dogg and Indo coffee. Yeah. 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 That's like powerful. Like someone is going to, I would say majority of folks who will buy that coffee are simply because they're Snoop Dogg fans. Yeah. You're not just going to pick it up because, oh, I need a cup of coffee here. Right. Yeah. Um, And to be honest, in my opinion, maybe this is too controversial of a take. If you're just picking up coffee for the sake of coffee, like at a grocery store, you're probably grabbing Starbucks because Starbucks is known for just being the brand of coffee. Right? Am I wrong? Am I crazy I, here? I think I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Or um, maybe you're not picking up just simply Starbucks, but you're picking up something that feels um, very. Oh, natural. there's a brand value. There, there's yeah. a there's yeah. a there's you know the way you said, man. Starbucks is just the coffee brand. Yeah. Uh, you can replace that name Starbucks with anything. Kirkland Signature. You, know, oh, you yeah, have that sure. Francisco yeah. Bay. Yeah. Like it's just, just those iconic home brands that feel natural to people, you know, yeah. um, which can be different for everybody. But yeah, I think Snoop Dogg is also a really great example of that. But they're the, the, emph- the, the, the perk there is that it's him. Yeah. He's the intrigue. He's the interest because he happens to be a celebrity mm-hmm. that has built some kind of, um, I don't want to say brand, but that's the brand. only word I can yeah. use. Yeah, uh, built this uh, community, and of course, it's it's around also music, right? That's how so I was now you're say. bridging right. music and coffee mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And I think, like, just solely from yeah. like a man, I don't want to keep beating you know the dead horse, but um, from a just a pretty much a coffee drinker standpoint, I love that. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see more of that. Like yeah. I want to see brands mixing a lot of really interesting things together that appeal to certain audiences. I want to find a brand like that that I can just buy and enjoy yeah. simply because it's that. Yeah. Simply because they have this kind of vibe to them. Um, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, another person I think worth highlighting is what Propaganda, the hip hop artist and poet, yeah. is doing with Terraform um, Cold Brew, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, I think the interesting fact about him is there's crossover between high quality, um, specialty, like third wave style of coffee. He's growing that persona of like passion for that. His Instagram is full of that. The podcast episodes that he's on, he has his own podcast. Mm-hmm. He talks about how passionate he is about the quality, but we all know prop for the fact that he is a hip hop artist and poet. And he's an author and he's smart and intellectual. We know him for his personal brand, but then there's that crossover of quality and what uh, what specialty brings. And I think that's also interesting because now we're talking about there's a persona and identity around a brand, but then within that, we don't leave out the fact that quality coffee still matters to people who are looking for quality coffee. 100%. I think I'm glad we're, we're going there because at the end of the day, as I'm thinking about this, I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of these things are actually the concept of building a brand and which is not easy. It's not just building a business. Uh, building a brand is kind of something a little bit different, but very ingrained in building business as part of it. But I think the, 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 Man, the importance of brand, I think, in coffee is oftentimes overlooked. 
mm-hmm. um, and kind of swept under the rug. Why? It's because it's really hard. It takes a lot of resources, takes a lot of time and energy to invest into it. And you don't often see a quick ROI on it like yeah. many business owners and, um, you know, especially in the coffee business are looking for something that's long term, but it pays off very long term. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think brand is extremely important. The stuff that we're talking about mm-hmm. is a brand. It's the personality mm-hmm. and the 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 company values. It's it's their it's kind of like their persona yeah. that that they're uh, that they're showing off to people. And I think we, as coffee drinkers, uh, but also as consumers in general, mm-hmm. we we love that. Like we want we much rather connect with a persona or some kind of being than connecting with just simply a corporate business like how many of us rock wells fargo right you know yeah, hoodies uh exactly. none of us like yeah. it's like okay i have a bank okay yeah. like when was the last time you hyped up your bank you know like it doesn't happen because it's just transact tra- uh, like uh transactory Transactional, i don't know i yeah. think i just transactional yeah. where it's just like Cool, I'm just showing up there because I need yep. it and it's it's just a utility. But I think a lot of us actually value the essence of being attached to something mm-hmm. that has that actually aligns with us that can allow us to express ourselves actually mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like, man, that V Friends hoodie. Yeah. yeah like yeah, the yeah. selfless sloth, like it's not the most uh, like appealing or the most perfect hoodie or um it there's a freaking sloth cartoon sloth on it like for crying out loud and a 27 year old you know guy is wearing this sloth hanging that says selfless but what brings me joy when i'm wearing that is that i'm like oh man i know what that selfless sloth stands for i know the the persona behind it and it's great it's keeping me warm it's a hoodie I wear it, it's closed because I need to wear it, but that's like maybe 10% of it. Right. 90% is actually like, man, I love this brand. I love the V Friends. Yeah. That's why I'm going to sure. wear it, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I think coffee is missing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I want more of those things to come up. And I'm not saying, once again, we're not throwing quality out the door, but it's kind of hard when you're basing it simply on quality because, like we said, every single website has. We roast the best craft specialty coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like there's got to be a little bit more essence into that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, that's also very similar to uh, other clickbaity words such as, you know, sustainability or ethical coffee. Yes. Um, yes. I don't think there's a, you know, roasting company or coffee company that says, hey, we're a non-ethical company. <laughs> Right. Um, so yeah. we looked into, we're not going to name the brands, but we looked into some very, very big, um, massive, uh, I think I would quote unquote second wave coffee brands that have a sustainability report on their website. Um, and they're massive. Um, so there's that aspect. So like just because you're quoting and using all these terms doesn't automatically bring value to your brand. Is it important? Yes. Well, let but, me let me clarify that yeah. that that brand that we're talking about just had the buzzwords, right? And you just it didn't keep, mean anything. It just it just yep. you keep looking for the transparency report. You keep cycling through web pages, web pages, web pages, and you, you can never find it. It's just yeah. like a hamster wheel, but it's on there, right? They talk about it. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So, and that doesn't bring much value to what it to the values or 
I said value to the values, but it doesn't bring much to understanding what does this brand stand for, yeah. right? There has to be um, something that that actually connects those buzzwords to something practical and something that people can actually relate to and understand. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's also very, very hard to grow a specialty coffee company just based on education. Um, I think education is very important. I mean, part of what we do on the podcast is education, but there's also an element of storytelling within that education. Like we're passionate about those things, but just simply basing a brand on education requires a demographic that's actually curious enough to learn. So that can be very, very difficult, I think. So growing like growing a brand and growing a quote-unquote niche is very, very important, but you also have to be semi-selective to which way you're you know, growing it, if that makes any sense. I think I would partially disagree with you mm -hmm. on that um, in sense of like, I think there's... A I agree that you'd have to probably find a lot of people who are interested in that. But I think education to a certain extent is actually a great way to do that. You just then have to be known for that. You're really good at your education. Yeah. Like you have to be really, really good yeah. at it and on par. And yeah, it does require people who are eager to learn. And I think there are enough people, but just like quality, I think it's very similar to goes with quality is that, Maybe you do want to be known for your quality, but dang, you have to be remarkable. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. not, not, and I'm, I mean like, like really like the top, the best of the best. Yeah. And to be honest, not many are in the top 1%. Yeah. And the, I the think the top 1% is right. the 1% for a reason. Yeah. And I think that's what I mean. It's yeah. like, yeah. there are people that come to my mind that can build a band or a brand around education like yeah. scott rayo right yeah. launching yeah. prodigal right like there is a like a reason why prodigal like just blew up really really quick right. it's because there's been years of education invested and that education like molded the roasting mm -hmm. community 100%. right there's value in that so like that that's big but if you're just banking on education by whether it's reposting quotes just that you found online, like that may not carry your whole brand to be known for that, if that makes sense. I think that's more or less what I was meaning. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but it, it is important. Like I'm not saying like just because it may not carry your brand to that level of being known for something, it doesn't negate the value that you can still bring through posting and sharing those things. Yeah, you should. And, you know, going back to like what we were talking about is like, I think uh, both, like speaking from a coffee drinker standpoint and from somebody who owns a roasting company, I, I think you have to figure out what that is. Mm -hmm. What do people want to connect with? And so um, I think like, you know, going back to when we started, I remember having this conversation and th that you initiated, which is great. But you were saying, how does how would Mirror be any different than any other coffee company other than saying we have the best coffee? Mm -hmm. And I could believe that, but there's got to be something else. And that was something that you kept bringing up over and over again, um, which is kind of just like uh, it's challenging to think about because I think maybe a few roasters listening to this will start to ask themselves, oh, well, yeah, what what is it, you know? And so for I think over time, there were a few things that we started to notice like, hey, why aren't there any coffee podcasts? Mm -hmm. So we're like, man. What if we were to start a coffee podcast that was just iconic 
that was one of the some of the few that talked about the coffee industry, roasting, brewing, all the all this coffee news, and it was a form of storytelling. Yeah, you know, like that was something that we we talked about and were very intentional. Like, oh no, there's actually a missing hole here mm-hmm. that we could be known for it. Yeah, you know, like there was also like conversations that we had of like, why aren't there like really solid, like epic video content about origin mm-hmm. that exists yeah. and there isn't any like you can try and search and try to find it and we're like okay yeah i think we're slowly finding ourselves as being you know there's gaps that we can actually yeah. fill that we have those skills that we can utilize mm-hmm. um but that also doesn't mean that all of a sudden now we forgot the quality side right you know there's just more added layers that and listen, we're not we're not even close to where we want to be, yeah. but we're much closer than we were three years ago when we're having these conversations, which sounded very much different than right. where we are now. Yeah, 100%. and so yeah, I, don't, I mean, yeah. I, 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 yeah, that's no, it. <laughs> I think I think you're 100 percent on because when I hear you talk about that, the things that I'm thinking about, some of the things that we value as a brand is storytelling. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we just you know use that as a tagline. Hey, mirrors about storytelling. No, yeah. we automatically ask the question, how are we going to storytell? Yeah, yeah. Right? And then one of those things is like, oh, we're going to create video content. We're going to create Instagram content that shares these particular things that we value. Same thing with the podcast. We do care about education. That's why I brought up education yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. That's super important. We want people to know how the supply chain works. Yeah. But how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to do that through the medium of the podcast. Yeah. So people may know like Mirror for the Coffee Roaster warm-up podcast, but we know the podcast for the ability to educate and create community and connection. And storytelling. Right? And storytelling. Yeah, this right? is yeah. just another so, way. And, and, and those are the things that I think are super important. It's great to have these abstract ideas that are kind of out there in the ether, mm-hmm. but you have to boil it down to how are you as a person, but as a brand are going to execute on those visions. And that kind of becomes what sets your brand apart. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot that I could riff on, but mm-hmm. I think, I think it's, it's safe to just leave that there. And um, you know, if you're a roaster, it's something worth considering. If you're just, you know, if you're a home barista, a coffee enthusiast, or you're drinking coffee on the regular, something worth thinking about too. Yeah. For like, sure. what do you, like, what, what do you want to see? Cause there are things that I want to see that I want to be a part of that I want to support. I just don't see them. Um, not that they don't exist. Maybe I just haven't found them yet, but I, I, I there are things like that out there. And so, um, yeah, hopefully this was good food for thought for you guys. Hopefully this was interesting. Comment below some of your thoughts. I'm cu- I'm actually I'm really curious. curious. Yeah. Like, what do what do people think about this? Like, is this? I don't know. Do you ever think about it? I I don't know. I'm curious. Give us some feedback yeah. on this episode. Yeah. Like, that especially would be... home baristas. I'm like, yeah, what yeah. are you looking for when yeah. you're buying a coffee bag? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what what matters to you about our yeah. about you know a coffee brand? So, um, well, folks, that's about it. Listen, I'm just gonna say one last thing. We're going to SCA Portland. It's happening in a few weeks. We'll be there, hopefully. Uh, if you see us, stop by, say hi. If you catch us, we'd love to meet y'all there. Um, whoever of our listeners is going to be attending. We're going to be shooting some podcasts at the Airbnb. We're yep. going to call it the Airbnb Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. Yes. And potentially, I might have we might have a Tanner Coulson on the podcast. 
Whoa. In Portland. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I don't That's know. It's, it's just work yeah. in the works. So we're going to, it's going to be great. I'm so, I'm Let's so jealous. Go. So um, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm Sessions podcast. Uh, and as always, we'll just leave you guys with this one last benediction. <laughs> Reflect what's good. <laughs>